gospel today uh, is a very, very familiar gospel. Um, it's one that I think is, uh, is probably applied more in our world than probably any other gospel that we hear. Um, because I know of at least ten people in my life, my mother included, that would say, I'm a Martha, right? Um, that would drop the, word, the phrase, I'm a Martha. That, that idea of being a Martha... Um, in our culture, especially in, the, in, in, in South Louisiana, uh, is a very, very, uh, it, it's a very, very widespread kind of characteristic. Because one of the things we understand is hospitality. We understand that when people come to your house, that you usually got something for them to eat, something for them to drink, a place for them to sit, right? You got all of the things already lined up, especially if there's going to be some kind of a party or some kind of a holiday that's at your house. Because when that happens, usually that means all the fine china comes out. Instead of bite, eating on chinette, we're going to eat on like the, the wedding china. I know. Mm-hmm. We did this in my house too, right? It's less mess whenever you can just eat on paper plates. But no, 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 no. We got guests coming over and we got to put out the guest towels because these nasty people apparently are going to come shower in our house, right? We got to put out the nicest uh, of, of dishes and things like that. And if, if my, my son or my daughter breaks it, I'm going to break their butt once they leave, right? And parents are, parents are sitting there, they're thinking, you're reading my mind, Father, and I don't like this. But what we see, we see, in, 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 when it comes to a Martha and a Mary, there, in the tradition of the church, this gospel has been read and understood to, to kind of put those two at odds with one another. Like St. Jerome, 1,700 years ago, when he read this gospel, when he, when he exegeted this gospel, he said, when you look at Martha, you see the activity. And when you look at Mary, you see the contemplation. You see just kind of sitting with Jesus and, and praying and the contemplative life. I don't want to, I don't want to, to fight with St. Jerome because he probably will win. But I think whenever we look at this gospel, we have to look at it, a couple of words, a couple of phrases, a couple of things that Jesus particularly says, and then apply it to us today. When Jesus says that Mary has chosen the the better part, that is saying that what Martha is doing is good. Let me say that again. It's not a bad thing to be a Martha. And you now can like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong, that's okay. It's not a bad thing to be a Martha. But Jesus is saying very, very clearly that Mary has chosen the better part. I think putting these two sisters against one another, by simply contrasting these two, I think we actually do a disservice to this gospel. I think we might actually do a disservice to, what, to, to the fuller teaching that Jesus is trying to give us when we look at this gospel. Because the reality is, is that we need Martha's. Work needs to get done. Things need to happen. But, that's not the primary posture that we should have. That's not the first posture. That's not the default posture that we should take in just going do something. Instead, Jesus is saying the most important posture is that of Mary. 
sitting at the feet of the Master. Now, this, this, this phrasing, sitting at the feet of the Master, to a Jewish audience, would have been understood in a very, very particular way. Because the idea of sitting at the foot of the Master, that was the posture of the disciple. In a disciple and master relationship, whether it was a craft or whatever it was that was being taught in the Jewish community, you would sit at the foot of the master and you would learn a trade or you would learn their teaching. You, you, would, you would sit and just listen. It was the posture of a student that would first receive before ever going to be a master of, for themselves. So when Mary's sitting at the foot of the Master, she's recognizing that Jesus is here. Jesus is present. She's not distracted with everything else. She puts everything else aside for a moment. And she just finds herself wanting to be before and in relationship with Jesus. That's not to say she wouldn't get up to help serve. But it wasn't her first move. She didn't just jump into action. Uh, when I was in high school, um, high school, college, seminary, um, all, all for, for a big portion of my life, I remember I would help out with different retreats and things like that. Um, that's what I would, I, I just enjoyed going to different retreats, not only to attend them, but also to, to work them. And I remember as a seminarian one year, uh, it was during the summer, I went to help out with this retreat. Um, and I remember when I got, like, I got to the retreat, I went through the whole retreat. It was a beautiful experience. The students and, and the young people that were there, I think they, they really got it. They, they understood it. They came to know Jesus a little bit better. It was a beautiful experience. But when I got home at the end of the retreat, it was a Sunday night. I get home, and I remember I was sitting in my room, and I felt empty. I felt tired. I felt dry in my own prayer. We just, had, we just had a five-day retreat that was fantastic. I was just praying every day, going to Mass every day, meeting and talking with students, and like, and like walking with people in their relationship with God. I, it was an awesome experience. It's been a really good time. But the second that I got home, all of a sudden, everything dried up. And I was frustrated. Something, something was off. Something was wrong. But that summer, I remember, it, it, because I was in the seminary, I was meeting with the, with the local priest, um, this, this newly ordained, really nice, great, charismatic guy named uh, Mitch Seymour. Um, so I was meeting with him, and we were, we were, I, I was doing some spiritual direction with him, and, and I remember I sat down, I was talking to him, and I said, Father Mitch, like, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with this. I explained to him everything that went on. I said, we just did so much good work, and I get home, and I'm flat. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And Mitch, in his wisdom, and, and the Holy Spirit working through him, looked at me and said, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go through the week and find out, just, just reflect on when did you pray. That's all he said. Just, just when did you pray? Day one, okay. I stopped praying on day two of a five-day retreat. Because all of a sudden, there was so much good stuff going on, and there were so many good conversations being had, that my work became my prayer. 
And that is an absolute and utter lie, by the way. But my work all of a sudden became what I was saying is, this is going to be my prayer. And from that moment on, what was happening during that retreat was that I stopped giving, I stopped revealing, to, and I stopped showing others Jesus, and I started just giving myself. I relied completely on my own energy, my own ability to explain something, my own, my own stupid jokes and things like that. Like I found, I, I, I completely relied on myself, and because I started to rely on myself, I looked a lot like Martha when she was fed up with serving. Anxious, discouraged, burdened. God doesn't expect us to jump into action and to do anything alone. Because the posture of a disciple, the posture of Mary, is always the primary position for every one of us as a Christian. To sit at the foot of the Master and to reflect His love and His life out. That, 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 that's the way that we're supposed to, that I was supposed to be approaching that retreat. That's the way that we're supposed to approach any of our role as our, in our vocation, in our job as a Christian out in the world. Where we come before the Lord, we sit at His feet. Not only in Mass once a week, but in, prayer, in our own personal prayer. That we allow God to continue to speak to us. We build that relation strong enough that when we go out and we start to proclaim His Gospel and to love the people around us, that they don't see just me. That it doesn't all depend on me. But that they might see for a moment a glimpse of God Himself through me. St. John Paul II is one of my favorite saints. And one day he was asked, um, it was, he, was at, he was in one of these big public masses, and there are hundreds of thousands of people that are there, and he was sitting down after the consecration, as, as everybody, after everybody received communion, he was sitting down for that small moment before the prayer, and he, they, he would, a reporter was struck by just the image of him just sitting there, quiet, eyes closed, face down. And the reporter asked him after Mass, he said, like, Holy Father, what, what are you doing in that moment? Like, what's going through your mind? You've got 200,000 people that are staring at you. Like, what is it that's going through your mind at that moment? And his response was very, very simple. He said, I pray that I am invisible. I pray that all of those eyes that are on me would not see me, but that they would see Jesus. I think those are the, the, the images of John Paul II serving the poor and being out in the public and, and preaching the gospel. The images of a Mother Teresa, who was one of the most, these two, some of the most photographed saints in our, in our history, right? The images of Mother Teresa going out and serving the poor. That's the beauty that we see. Is that for those moments, they're not about them. 
But they, you, you can see a disciple who has sat at the foot of the Lord that knows Jesus and is doing nothing more than trying to reflect His love and His grace out to the world. And you might be thinking, Father, that's a, that's a high bar, but that's what we're all called to. Every one of us is called to be a saint like those two. But it doesn't start by jumping into action and being a Martha. It starts by first sitting at the Master's feet, never losing the relationship with Him. And then we can work wherever He sends us. This morning as we come to Mass, we have the opportunity to be at the foot of the Savior. We have the opportunity to be in communion with our God who's going to step down to feed us Step down to be with us. Step down to fill us and to love us. As we're here, let us take the, let us take the posture and the mindset of Mary that everything else can burn away. That we don't think about where we're going to eat after Mass or if the donuts are going to be good, right? But that we focus first and foremost on a loving Savior who's come into our midst just to visit and just to be with us. May today, we can be a Martha later, but just for a moment, let us approach the Lord as Mary.